What the fuck is up, guys? It's the champ coming in. Hi. Oh, uh, fresh on the start to a seven-game win streak here. Going to snag that last playoff spot. I'm here with David and Garrett. Say what's up, guys. Howdy. What up? All right, we're going to be breaking down the matchups last week. I just want to give a special shout-out to uh, Kurt, David, James, Pop, Andrew, and old Trash Gordon himself. Uh, I would have beat all your asses this week, so suck my dick. <laughs> All right, we're uh, going to start with my matchup here versus Joe. Um, finally got a decent week out of my squad here, even with old Jermaine Curse giving me the goose egg. Baker did just enough, even though David was trashing that stream. AJ shows floor pretty much even in a down game for them, which shouldn't have ever happened against that horrible defense. Uh, my other receivers didn't do a whole lot. Jordan Howard got the touchdown to save his day, and Ito disappointed, but Trey Burton – blew up he really showed why I spent that draft capital on him you know with uh, his talent and Nagy's offense I knew he had these kind of weeks in him uh it's not really gonna be super easy to predict but I expect him to do one or two more of these games down the stretch uh and then you know solid points on my kicker and D there uh Dan Bailey you know I can't really call my kicker the stream anymore with him because he's just been real solid every week and one of the best kickers in the NFL and then on Joe's side uh he's really let down by his receivers outside of Tyreek and then Kamara it hasn't been having those huge games lately that can really float him uh, with those scores like by David Johnson and, you know, the low defense and score. Uh, David Njoku, my stream of the week – or my pick of the week last week, sorry, uh, went off for, you know, four for 52 and a touchdown, a little less than I projected, but still did well. Uh, and then, he, you know, kind of got hurt by having to stream two tight ends there. Uh, David, I'll let you uh, start it off here. I see that uh, you had some notes about Duke Johnson. I mean, he had like a one good week last week, but uh, I don't know if he's going to be usable going forward. What do you think? Yeah, I actually thought once they traded away Carlos Hyde for, again, I have no clue what reason, but I actually thought he might be an okay pick. I thought this week would be really telling in how that would end up. Um, Looks like he's awful. Even without Carlos Hyde in the mix, he got six points, so – can pretty much put him as a healthy scratch week in and week out till he proves something otherwise. He's had, you know, one good game all year. Um, and I think Joe has to address that position. Uh, Kuti, I think he's injured again, um, but, you know, he kind of had a hot streak. He might be, you know, down for the rest of the year with Will Fuller kind of reemerging. Uh, Moore, I don't think, was ever a good play, but I think that was just because A.B. was on by. Um, Joe should be okay, probably, but he also kind of showed his floor in this game of, you know, what we can expect in a down week. Um, on the other side with you, Colin, I think, I mean, the kicker and defense is what put it over the edge. Um, so nice work with that. Thanks, Garrett. You have anything to add there? Yeah, I agree. Joe's definitely got to make a move, especially in a tight end starved league. He has two pretty solid ones and one on the bench. So, there's no reason to carry three, uh, especially with QT dealing with a hamstring injury for most of the year. Just doesn't have much depth at the wide receiver position without, you know, outside of Hill and AB. Colin, like I said, Trey finally came through for you. Um, outside of that, AJ Green, consistently great performance. The Baker got it done. But like you said, Jordan Howard, just really concerning going forward. Yeah, definitely, definitely got to be worried about him. All right, 
we can move on to the next one if you guys don't have anything to add there. Um, next we got Kurt versus David. Real low scoring affair here. David continues to just have the easiest schedule in the world. Uh, Cousins, you know, kind of let Kurt down there against the really bad Jets defense. Mike Evans didn't perform that well, but had a decent enough week. Uh, Corey Davis going forward, I mean, it's questionable whether he's droppable at this point. He's really hard to rely on and put in there as a starter. Mixon really disappointed. I mean, he had 16 touches and only uh, eight points. You know, it's not a great score per touch. But uh, on Johnson uh, is really looks promising going forward, breaking out for a huge rushing game. Uh, if they could stop push, putting LeGarrette Blunt in on the goal line, you can only imagine his scores are going to go up there. Uh, Uzama seems like a pretty reliable tight end going forward, enough to get you some points. But starting two tight ends, uh, like we just kind of talked about, is not really the move you want to make. And Kyle Rudolph with a big letdown. Then on David's side, Andrew Luck uh, seems like a pretty reliable starter going forward. Will Fuller, like we just talked about QT's injury, is definitely going to get those targets back and have those bigger games again, I think. Snead showed his floor after putting up over 10 points per week every week. Godwin and Elliott, both big letdowns, but obviously Elliott, the bigger letdown there. You kind of expected him to have a really good game, and it was a big disappointment. And then McCaffrey has kind of dipped lately, but still has really consistent floor with those receptions. The real story here is Brita with his seventh uh, season-ending injury of the year, but it looks like this one might keep him out a little more time. Um, uh, so, David, um, you said or we talked about the trade, and we have in the notes about Kurt's trade. He hasn't won the game since the trade then, but I don't really think it's his fault. Um, you know, he's been putting or he's been putting up 150, 160 points and still getting losses. Um, so, what do you think about this matchup and how this went down, Dave? Yeah, uh, it's tough, obviously, for him, but I think you kind of touched on on his side of the ball. Um, Davis is not going to be a weekly starter anymore. Uh, the Mixon thing was kind of a fluke. But then, again, with the two tight end start, um, it's a really down tight end week, uh, tight end year. So I don't think he should be starting two at any point. And that he also has to focus more on his defensive stream. Um, I don't know that the Jets' defense is necessarily a good play, so that really hurt uh, Kurt as well this week. So, I don't know. He might have to make some moves. Yeah, I looked, and he played the Jets last week against the Colts, and they got a pretty good score. And I think – I don't know if he forgot or if he just didn't really think there was any better options on the wire. But if you're going to do the streaming game, you really can't take a week off there. So, um, I, I had to spend three dollars on the Colts because they were the best option, but you got to play to win with your Fab. You know, you can't take it into the next season. Garrett, what do you think about this matchup? I disagree. I think the trade definitely directly correlates to Kurt's lack of success. Some troll sent him three pretty much useless guys in return <laughs> for Cooper Cup, who, even though he's been injured, has been a wide, pretty steady wide receiver two over the course of the season. Uh, that being said, I think he does need to move one of his backs now that carry on is kind of broken out and, you know, Melvin Gordon, hopefully a short-term injury, but being able to move one of those guys for some depth would be pretty helpful to him. I think on David's side, his receivers still not great, but what's really concerning is that Zeke had a pretty down week against Washington's defense is good, but hopefully Cooper gets some people out of the box for that Cowboys offense or else he could see some, see some more bad weeks. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Garrett has a good note here that David has five more total points for than me and four more wins. Oh. So it's all garbage. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. 
and you guys should all give me uh, the sixth playoff spot just as an honorary. Uh, we're all sorry. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I'm the nice guy, and I don't really like rubbing wins in people's faces. So if you guys aren't showing your A game, I mean, come to play and beat me. I'm not controlling what other people are putting up. I'm just controlling myself. Also, on a more serious note, um, I can't remember the last week when I didn't have someone go down with an injury early in the first quarter and end up with either negative points, zero points, or like a point. It's pretty hap- pretty much happened to me every single week. So That's true. That's if, you, true. if you do factor that in, my team's not looking as bad as you know people think it is. Uh, that paired with um, Zeke having a down week, which you can't really expect. He usually has a pretty safe floor. I think I'm in an okay spot. Um, I mean, obviously the points four are not there, but hey, I deserve a little luck. That's true. Yep. All right. Well, we can move on then. The next matchup I got here is James versus Garrett. Um, So James on his side, Mahomes with another massive score. Uh, I mean, he's on pace for 50 touchdowns right now, which is insane. Uh, Woods has continually had a solid floor there, which is really, you know, nice for James. But, uh, he really got hurt by David Johnson putting up a crap score. Galladay putting up a crap score. LaShawn McCoy getting hurt. Uh, Nick O'Leary is a questionable tight end stream, but there's really not a lot on the wire. And then uh, Baltimore's D was a real disappointment. I mean, it was New Orleans, but uh, still you'd expect him to get a little bit more, I guess. Um, and then, so Kenny Galladay, I think going forward with Carrion's breakout, might uh, continue to see a little targets. Um, on the other side of the matchup, uh, Garrett, you had another solid score this week. Uh, Tom Brady put up a good enough score. DeAndre Hopkins was able to score against the Jags. John Brown has been continually uh, really overperforming what everybody thought he would do out out the out of the draft. Sorry, uh, Tyler Boyd. I think you know he had some big weeks, but it, I'm definitely not surprised to see him come down to earth. I am surprised to see it happen in this game though against Kansas City's really bad defense. Saquon continues to be Garrett's best mistake he's ever made, and then Cohen is surprising everybody. <laughs> Even though Cohen got outsnapped by uh, Jordan Howard, he's still been outproducing him the last three weeks. And uh, I think Ertz is probably a pretty good bet to finish the end as the tight end one overall. Um, and then Jacksonville defense was a real huge letdown, but Garrett's team's good enough to cover that. Um, Garrett, how do you uh, you want to brag about your matchup a little bit? You know, I put Taylor Gabriel in the flex just to try and give James a fighting chance and to just kind of make it a little bit more interesting for myself. I have Marlon Mack, Chubb, and Coleman on the bench. But, uh, yeah, James, just like Kurt, hasn't really been successful after the trade. He spent, what was it, like $25, $28 on Clement. He hasn't started him once yet. doesn't really matter, though, because he's not really producing that much. Um, it's tough. I mean, yeah, his receivers started off really hot. I expected a much bigger game from Woods, given that Cooper Cup has been out for a couple games now. But, yeah, hopefully David Johnson gets back on track and maybe he can make a move or two to bolster his running backs. Yeah. Um, David, what do you think about David Johnson going forward with the Cardinals' new offensive coordinator? I think he might be a little bit better down the stretch here. Um, the good news with anybody on that offense is it's not getting any worse, right? True. So right. He, James is only going uphill from here. I actually think don't think that's the, one of the weak points on his team. I just – I think it's tough. Again, Garrett hit on it, but after the trade, his value obviously went down, even if Marshawn was playing. Um, also, poor coaching. He 
doesn't have Greg Olson in the game simply because he couldn't figure out how to put him in his IR slot early on. Um, so <laughs> he got, he's got to blame himself for that one. And I was the benefactor there. And then just to quickly touch on Garrett's team, I don't have too much to say, but like I said on the prior podcast, Garrett's pretty much filled out his roster. I don't see a weak point at this point. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, if you guys are good, we'll move on to the next matchup. We got Jake versus Hop. Like I called on the podcast last week, easy win for Jake. Just keeps cruising. Um, <laughs> Jake, you know, Stafford didn't do great, but he put up just enough. Julio is still held out of the end zone, but he was the yardage monster. Sanders had that great week on uh, Thursday night, throwing a touchdown, catching a touchdown. Uh, unfortunately, he lost Albert Wilson, but he wasn't really a reliable guy, but he did have a lot of upside. James White, I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> Philip Lindsay outsnapped Royce Freeman 35-18 to 18 this game, so, I mean, he's definitely established himself as the uh, lead dog there. And George Kittle could easily end up this year as a top three tight end. I think at this rate he'll finish above Gronk unless Gronk comes back and has some massive weeks. Uh, and then on the other side, you got Hop with uh, Flacco was, you know, a decent enough streamer there. He gets you what you want, just kind of like I did with Baker. You get 20 points there. But uh, outside of Thielen and Gurley, his, the rest of his team just didn't really show up. I mean, Josh Gordon, his snaps have been increasing every week. Uh, he was the second highest receiver in terms of snaps outside Edelman uh, with 61. And Brady's really talked about him a lot and likes him. But, uh, yeah, this is kind of what we've seen um, and what we've talked about before is we've seen Hop's floor here. Uh, when the rest of his team doesn't show up, even though he's got that safe 50 to 70 points every week out of his uh, top two positional guys. Uh, Garrett, do you have anything to add here? Yeah, I think it's surprising, especially with Melvin Gordon missing the game this past week, that Eckler was kind of held somewhat in check against Tennessee. But yeah, it was unfortunate. Robinson was kind of hurt throughout the game. Peyton Barber is totally indefensible <laughs> for the price that he paid for him on fucking waivers. $17. Yeah, between Peyton Barber and Miami D, he paid twenty dollars fab for five point three points. Yeah, that was a pretty yeah, pretty genius bad. Yeah, it's it's concerning, but I mean Jake's team is so solid, even without you know, I think David mentioned it last podcast, uh he doesn't have a ton of depth and now with Albert Wilson out, he has even less depth, but those starting receivers are really good and Philip Lindsay now with Royce Freeman, I think he has a high ankle sprain. Uh, can only get better, and George Kittle, like David's been hyping up all year, showing up as a pretty strong tight end. Yeah, David, what do you have to add? I think you guys covered it pretty well. Just want to harp on the point on Hop's team. Um, you know, like you said, he gets a safe floor of 60 points out of his two best players, which is crazy. But outside of that, I could see him continuing to having down weeks from the rest of his team. Uh, I almost want to say he should – swing one of those guys for a little bit more depth, but I know he's not going to do it because he's way too emotionally attached to them. But how would you even, like, just hypothetically make an offer, not with your players, obviously, but, like, who is worth those two? Because they're the two highest-scoring position players in the game by far. Yeah, but, I mean, I think you could swing someone like Todd Gurley for, you know, the next-tier running back, let's say, like, a Christian McCaffrey. Oh, no. No, 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 I'm – well, I know my team the best, right? right? Like, I'd have to pull up someone's team to know off the top of my hands. But let's let's go to the other side of the matchup. Okay. I mean, I think you could swing like a Todd Gurley for, let's say, a, a Philip Lindsay and a Julio Jones or something. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like two okay. two top players that will constantly produce every week and give you a safer floor 
than the one player on the other side, right? But you'd probably want to do it with Thielen, right, to get a different another running back because he has a his receivers aren't terrible, but yeah, Gurley, yeah, you can't. I feel like Gurley's just untradeable at this point. Yeah, I right. I mean, there's there's going to be multiple weeks when Gurley outscores those two combined. I mean, that's just not enough to pay for that much like of a lock in that position every single week. You know? Yeah, I think Thielen though. It's yeah, you're right. Thielen, Thielen, probably more tradable than Gurley, yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's fair. I just chose kind of more arbitrarily to prove the point, right. but just that you know, kind of taking those Thielen and trading him for two guys that'll give you a safer floor than him by himself. I mean, like I said, I know Hop's not going to do it, but it might hurt him down the line if he doesn't. Well, right. he's a fancy genius, so let's see what he pulls out. Self-proclaimed. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, we'll move on to Manny versus Andrew. Andrew's been having a real tough streak after starting off hot with, uh, was it four wins in a row? Um, I mean, Manny, even with Deshaun Watson kind of showing the pretty low floor here, uh, he still managed to put up almost 180. His team is looking really solid. He's got Odell. I mean, that garbage time touchdown really helped his score, but he was still looking really good. Um, Edelman has a really solid floor, but even he had a touchdown and he still only scored 14 and a half points. I mean, his ceiling is a little questionable going forward, but he's very reliable. Uh, Garrett, yeah, Alshon is averaging 10 targets a game uh, so far since coming back from uh, his injury. Uh, Garrett also wrote, Kareem Hunt is hot, so I'm glad to see him finally comfortable with himself. <laughs> and uh, I, first ones you told that I really, you know, appreciate that. You feel that close. Thank you for letting us all know. Um, and I know you're at <laughs> the podcast, so, I mean, I hope this isn't the first time he's hearing that, but it is. <laughs> um, anyways, so then we got uh, Latavius Murray, who after a couple weeks of bouncing around between teams, now, of course, he lands on Manny's team and is looking strong. Uh, Travis Kelsey is just a set-and-forget option. And the only real weak point here is Sanu, who we thought would get a little bit more work in a decent matchup. But uh, I think going forward, you'll see some better scores out of him. Then on the other side, uh, we got Winston, who put up a good, pretty good score. Stephon Diggs has kind of been disappearing the last few weeks, and Thielen has just been unstoppable and soaking up those targets. Mike Thomas has definitely taken a, a hit and losing targets with the Saints running game back in full swing. T.Y. coming back from injury is a real uh, encouraging score to see and get, see him get two touchdowns. Um, and then Sony Michelle is real uh, tough for Andrew here because he doesn't have a ton of running back depth here. So we'll have to see what happens going forward. And then Ingram showing a much lower floor than he had last year. Um, you got to be concerned about Jordan Reed. I have him in another league, and it's real tough to own him right now because his talent makes you want to play him every week. Um, and then Sammy Watkins, we've talked about him a couple of times. He's actually been a real, really quietly like a safe, solid option to start each week. Um, so, David, what do you think uh, about Manny's team going forward? Do you think he's going to stay with these high scores? Do you think he'll take a hit when uh, Delvin Cook comes back? If Delvin Cook comes back. Yeah, I mean, I think – when Dalvin Cook comes back, <laughs> I think Latavius Murray takes a huge hit. Um, I, I mean, he's had a couple good games, but in the grand scheme of things, hasn't really been that solid this season, even with Cook out for most of the season. Um, and they're, they keep saying that Cook's not coming back till he's 100%. He's not even coming back at 90. So I think when that happens, they rely on him a little more. That being said, He's looking like a pretty big genius with the Edelman and Jeffrey stashes um, early in the draft because those two were, were out early on. Um, so the, his receivers are really, really solid now. I think he has some of the best receivers in the league. It's the the running backs he has to worry about. And then just to briefly touch on one point you hit on with Diggs, 
I actually think this is a little bit more of a fluke week. If you look at the stats, he had 14 targets and eight receptions. Mm-hmm. He just only had 33 yards this week. So I guess he just didn't break out um, with a big play like he usually does. Damn, I actually didn't even see that target total. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Garrett, what do you have, Dad? Uh, my comment about Hunt was more about his crazy production of these past. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, you know, you know. Uh, but early in the season, he was just kind of like, you know, not huge yardage, a little bit of, you know, touchdown dependency. Wasn't getting targeted in the passing game, but this past game and last week's too shows that he's still a big part of their offense along with Tyreek Hill. Uh, to David's point about the RB depth, if my dad wasn't such a big Packers fan, he would honestly have such a better team because he had Jamal Williams and Ty Montgomery for so long. So I think Aaron Jones yeah. is solid, but yeah, yeah that def- hurt him. definitely has a little bit of need there. Andrew's side, it's really unfortunate to see Sony Michelle and Royce Freeman go down the same week. His only other options outside of that are Ronald Jones, who's been pretty terrible thus far, and Dante Foreman, who doesn't seem like he's coming back anytime soon. And Carlos Hyde with a now questionable role in Jacksonville. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, if you guys are all right with that, then we'll move on to the final matchup here. We got Trash Gordon versus uh, Jay. George, not the worst score, but again, you got to be putting up more than 120 to really get a win here. Um, it really, he was let down by Andy Dalton. I mean, everybody kind of expected Andy Dalton to put up 25-30, and with, if that had happened, and then Justin Tucker uh, put up a little bit more there, like he has been doing pretty much every game, he could have easily swung a win there. So it wasn't entirely his fault. He was really let down by some players. Uh, Keenan Allen, I mean, I, I don't know what to think going forward. Every week I think, like, oh, I should trade for him in some leagues. Like, people will be down on him. He's bound to bounce back. But it just doesn't seem to be happening. You know, Tyrell and Mike Williams are taking those deep targets, and he's just not getting the touchdowns. So I really don't know what to think of him going forward. But I don't know if anybody's going to really take him in a trade unless you package a deal. Uh, Sterling Shepard was in a prime matchup, and he really produced with 167 receiving yards. Um, but uh, D.D. Westbrook was a big letdown there. Kenyon Drake, if he can get more touches, can really be a solid running back going forward. Garrett, or I mean, uh, George has to kind of hope for that. And Lamar Miller finally had a solid game. And then Antonio Callaway is just bad at football. Um, I mean, it's time to just accept it. But uh, New England defense was George's highest score here. And if you're looking at the matchup on your computer up at the top, it says, despite top score of the Patriots defense, Trash Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Because it's normally like despite top score Keenan Allen, but – Oh, man, that sucks. But uh, then on the other side, uh, Jared Goff has kind of had some down weeks lately. Um, so we'll have to see what happens with that going forward. Gurley is just – they don't need to throw with him unless there's a real solid matchup. I think this week against – I think the Packers are they playing. Um, it'll be – he'll have to throw a lot more and get some points. But uh, Jarvis Landry had a great score and a solid matchup. And I think for the next three or four weeks, their matchups are awesome. He's going to keep producing. But uh, Brandon Cooks did pretty well. Golden Tate had a down week, but he has a good four. George really got buried by the one guy he needed to have on his team all season, which was in TJ Yeldon. Um, I mean, Leonard Fournette, them, the fact that they trade for Carlos Hyde, uh, you got to wonder what they're thinking about Fournette and if they're just going to put him on IR. But uh, Deion Lewis was also kind of the factor that helped push uh, Jay over the edge here. He's been having some shit weeks, but popped off. But actually, the real um, thing you got to give Jay credit for, like I said in the group me, is the tight end stream there. Uh, he did real well. And I think his tight end almost had a second touchdown. And he got called out at like the half yard line. So, uh, 
I mean, just uh, Jay put together a pretty solid week between Dion in the good spot and then uh, Yeldon. You know, he kind of fixed his running backs for now. But uh, Garrett, what do you think of Yeldon going forward with Carlos Hyde being added there now? I think he's still going to see a, a good amount of receiving work, but I'm not sure if that's going to be enough to sustain production. I could see him being like a eight to ten guy versus like the fifteen to twenty he's been seeing these past couple weeks with. Fournette out, and that's the other factors. When Fournette comes back, he's pretty much useless, like even below Hyde at that point. Uh, Do you think Fournette is definitely coming back now that they've traded for like a starting running back? It depends how their season goes. If the Jags can string together some wins, I think he might, but if it just keeps being the shit Blake Bortles show, could be just shut him down. But Deion Lewis, I think, had a great game, but faces a pretty tough schedule ahead with Dallas. New England, Houston, Jacksonville, upcoming. Uh, his receivers finally came back to life with Cooks and Landry, but just it's so hard to see him struggle between these two Baltimore running backs and still have. It's good to see Derrick Henry put up a touchdown for him, finally reaching double digits for the first time all year, though. That's promising yeah, for definitely. him. Uh, David, do you have anything to add on either side? Yeah, so real quick on George's side. Um, yeah, it's just – it's tough. I mean, I don't know what he does moving forward. You kind of summed it up well. He should have made a trade for the, you know, Ford injury a while ago, and he just doesn't have that much depth to work with either. So, he'd have to make some miracle trades and miracle waiver pickups. And then on Jay's side, I actually think the strong running back play is the worst thing that could have happened to Jay um because now he's feeling hot he's feeling confident he's not going to trade for a running back but when you look at it like Garrett said Yeldon is going to turn into a you know an eight point guy now he's going to have the receptions he's not going to have any of the running work and then Lewis you know this is really his only good week of the year right so you know Jay's going to be feeling hot and probably won't make a trade but I, I think that'll end up hurting him down the line yeah, Dion's had two other weeks. He had one with twenty two and one with like fifteen point six, but I mean that's three out of seven weeks, so he's Oh, that's true. Forward. Um I do yeah. have to say, uh Jarvis Landry finally got those double digit catches. Um and then, uh, <laughs> oh, also want to point out Will Lutz after spending five bucks on him, he only got six points. And that's why I always <laughs> say you never spend that much on kickers. It's just never worth it. I mean, it's so unpredictable and such a crap shoot, and it's why I hate the position. Um, I mean, defenses, if you have a good matchup, it can be worth it. But kickers, you just got to stay away and just hope for the best. I mean, it sucks, and then you want to get that name, but it's never worth the fab. Um, yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, do you guys have anything to add going forward? Uh, Garrett, I mean, I guess we can go over our, stream, or our picks of the week last week. I said I had David and Joku, and I guess I'll consider that a success since he put up about 15 points. Uh, and who was yours? Chris Godwin. I thought he would have 60 yards and touchdown. He got the yards, but no touchdown, as David knows. Yeah, what, he still had, what, 17 PPR points? No, like 10. What was it? Oh, sorry, I was looking at the wrong score. Okay. All right, well, still, um, it's not not the worst. It didn't tank your team. It wasn't like a Jermaine Curse pick. Oh, God. That was terrible. All right, well, uh, if that's all you guys have to say, then uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Yep, fourth place in the standings. Let's go. Uh, Terrible. PA, you're horrible. (laughs) That should be me. All right, we'll see you guys. See ya.